1: and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. Every year, I like to do giving because, you know, this is the season, very important. But aren't the people that I've gathered today, they've got like the giving spirit year round. So I'm really especially excited. I'm Debra Eckerling. I'm the author of your goal guide and creator of the Deb Method for Goal Setting Simplified. You can't reach your goals on your own. You need your people. So every week I bring together three of my people to dive into the topic of the week on Goal Chat Live. And then on Thursday, it magically becomes an episode of the Deb Show podcast. So whether you're watching us live or the replay or listening to us, we're glad you're here in choosing the spirit of giving because let's face it, there's so much garbage. That's a good word going on in the world. And the more we can give and be and support each other, I think the more goes into making the world a better place. Ah, okay. So before I let them uh, introduce themselves, I have with me today, Carol Hink, who's actually one of my real life friends, um, used to live south of me now lives north of me. And I love, um, Carol's doing so many fun and interesting things, but as I said before, definitely the giving spirit. So I'm very excited to to share her with you. Um also we have Brenda Knight and Brenda, we we always have to give thanks because Brenda's the one who discovered and published your goal guide through mangoes. So Brenda, we've been trying to get you on the show for a while, and um, you are here as author of Random Acts of Kindness, but you're also publisher at Mango, and you give in making people's dreams come true all the time, but I know that giving is one of your core tenets as well, so really excited to have you here. And Harry James O'Kelly, I love the Harry story because you know the whole thing about right time, right place. I met Harry at an event a few years ago that I was supposed to only go to in the morning, and it was so great that I canceled my afternoon, and Harry was only there in that afternoon. So, had schedules in the world not um, gone with us, who knows? Well, I it was just like meant to
2: be, right? It was just meant you, to be. You're
1: always meant to be meet the people that you are meant to have in your life. So I would love for you all to share not only a little bit more about who you are, but why this topic is so meaningful to you. So Carol, let's start with you. All right. <laughs>
3: well, hi, everybody. I'm Carol Hink, and I'm a recovering um, marketing communications person. <laughs> I say re- <laughs> I say recovering like many of you. I have been through um burnout and and really have had my I think my full my fill of broken culture in the workplace. Mm. So all of that combined to make me launch what you see, what Deb was sharing about uh, my new venture called True Wind Culture. So think of it as a marketing communications person who really wants to connect and bring people together and in the in the spirit of giving it's about giving of your your you know giving of yourself and giving your vulnerability and and that's what helps with the human connection so my i launched my new venture recently but it's been underway for about two years building and i'm so excited to be here and uh to
1: share this with all of you awesome and and i do know of this journey that you've been on because sometimes the world kicks you down but you have only one choice which is to get up and keep going and that is really it's not just giving to others but the spirit of giving to yourself you know getting yeah. out of a situation that's unhealthy for you and <clears throat> gifting the future you deserve oh, that's so very
3: very very important that there's a whole well-being right well-being for yourself and for others and and sometimes we neglect ourselves so that's that's such a great point Deb.
1: Uh, Really glad to see you. And and Yes, the deep dark secret is this is how I catch up with my friends. I just have them on my show. So, Brenda, welcome uh, and thank you for joining us. Please share who you are, why this topic is so meaningful to you.
0: I'm so happy to be here because I'm a loyal viewer of this and I have watched so many and I've heard that intro. You can't the the deb uh, language around like you can't make your goals on your own. You need your people. And I always think like I'm one of her people too. So here I am. I've, I'm actually like uh, proving proving that I'm one of your people by being here. And so and I'm very appreciative to you, uh, Deb Ecklerling, because you're one of the most giving people I've ever known in my life. And so I am thrilled to be here uh, because I like to joke to people that I got my start in publishing at HarperCollins. And at a certain point, I realized I worked for Rupert Murdoch. And then after like a a few years, I was like, I just really don't know if I want to work for Rupert Murdoch. I'm not sure what he's up to. (laughs) And so I got a job at Canary Press right before they published Random Acts of Kindness. And which actually started that whole movement, which went global. And so my joke is that I went from, I mean, I'll just tell you the joke how I tell it. <laughs> Please. I, I, I worked for like the meanest man in publishing. I went from working for the meanest man in publishing to working for the kindest people in publishing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I noticed there was a huge difference in how I felt about my work and therefore how I felt about myself. Because we were publishing at Canary, the little tiny indie publishing house in Berkeley, California. We were publishing books that make a difference, like to give people, you know, to help people in their lives. And I realized, oh, that's what I want to do. And so I I've continued that. And that's what we do at Mango as well. And I'm very, very proud because pretty recently we just started a new imprint called Books That Save Lives. And so it's books that help people profoundly. and so that's who I am. Uh, it's so amazing and it, but books books
1: do save lives yeah so and, and I love the the call out of that <clears throat> um, it it's just it's, it's very on the nose, right? And, and you're reminding me, and I don't know if you know this, so one of my first jobs out of college was doing events for Barnes and noble, mm-hmm. and I was the non book manager for a time before I switched over to do events at another store. And it was those, the little books, the ones that people grab because they need them or they need to gift them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Those, those are the even more meaningful, right? Because they're speaking to, they're speaking to the person at the counter saying, you know what, I need this or I know someone who really needs this mm-hmm. to make their life a better place. So so nice to be able to to have such impact. Um, Well, I'm glad you're here. And Harry, I'm glad you are here as well. So please share who you are and why this panel is just such an amazing fit for you.
2: Well, my name is Harry James O'Kelly and I am the O'Kelly Lab, which is a grassroots effort that we started with our family. Um, And so that would be my three kids and our cat and our husband. (laughs) And, um, right now, um, we're, I mean, we're doing all kinds of things, but we have a documentary, a little documentary that we just got picked up for a television premiere through Ovation television. So that's big news for us because it's a small documentary that is about twice exceptional children. That's, um, Kids that are gifted that are also on the spectrum, which are what my kids are, and that was the the beginning of us going into like making this little documentary. Um, <clears throat> it follows my son when he was thirteen. He had a project that he wanted to do with a book that he had written when he was in fourth grade, where he wanted to make it into a show a show um, case that was a fundraiser for an organization called Sang which is S-E-N-G, and that is supporting the emotional needs of the gifted. So it was this kind of community project. It was definitely a giving experience, and um, we got into it as a family, and I turned to my husband. I'm a filmmaker, and my husband's a filmmaker, and I looked at him, and I was like, we should film this for other parents. And it was just kind of this a little bit bigger than a home movie idea, and it turned into this documentary that – We have gone to 20 festivals and probably one half of those met so many families and really put us in a wonderful position where we could give back, we could meet people that were on the same path that we've been on and give them inspiration. And not only that, give my kids confidence and let them feel purposeful, which was so great during covid because they were looking at each other going, how can we do something about what's happening? And that took us on that journey that is, you know, so many pieces, I'm resonating with with Carol, I'm resonating with Brenda, because I really feel like if you can integrate your giving and you can find that authenticity and that piece of yourself that just is an extension into the art or the way that you want to live your life, I feel like you are the luckiest person in the world because you are, you're just living and giving and doing what you love. You're not thinking of working anymore. It's just this process that just, you just feel like you're on this great journey. And that's what this film has done for me. Um, It was the first time I did a documentary and it was something that was really personal and close to my heart, which is strength based education. So I am now on this journey of giving back all the lived experience that I have had in the deficit education model and trying to turn this deficit education model for everyone, not just people that can afford it into a wonderful strength-based education model so that we can all pretty much reach our potential. And the way I do that is just sharing whatever I can in this situation, trying to be in the moment and just give of myself and um, just be there and hold the space sometimes for people. So I just want to say team is so important. Carol, if you're ever feeling that way again, please reach out to me. I want to be part of your team. And Brenda, I definitely want to be on your team. You know, I love that random act of kindness, you know, world. So, and I think, think that's it for, my introduction
1: well and i think you you really hit the head of why this group why these people because i happen to know each of you are so good at being advocates for others for yourself too but even probably more so others and i happen to i know harry in real life and her kids as well and they are beyond amazing and to watch this film and see how each of them, uh, your son and your your twins, <laughs> Jordan, Macy, and Rachel, there's just so integrated into it. It definitely was a family project, and I love that you mentioned the cat before your husband. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <He's laughs> he probably man. knows that's that's how the crawl is, right, on the credits. <laughs> so what? And you've all mentioned this, but before we go into, you know, more what is giving, because giving is of yourself. What is your passion? I know, Harry's it's education and spreading the word. Did I miss anything?
2: Well, I also do a lot with um, employment because I'm kind of like it's integrated with my kids. So when we started, we were basically educating the educators or fighting the school district or trying to really, you know, make a difference there. And now what we're moving more into as my kids get older is, edu- is not just education, but employment. And so there's a lot of education that needs to be done with neurodiversity and employment. So I do a lot of volunteering with an organization called Happy H-A-A-P-E, which is helping adults with autism perform and excel. And it's a full 100% uh, volunteer organization out of Florida. And I'm the LA chapter right now for them, getting the word out, you know, networking, um, doing outreach, and they have six programs, pretty much right now, where they go into um, different community colleges, or they have these programs in different places that are that are focused on strength-based, high-interest things that uh, people on the spectrum are interested in. So it's a little bit of a different way of going about employment, but it's it's awesome. I mean, we're really. I'm loving it, you know, and meeting people and just connecting people to this organization. So employment would probably be another one of my passions.
1: Well, and I think advocacy. Well, and again, a theme for all of you. It is huge for you. And Brenda, same question. What are you... I know you are so into so many different things, but where does your your passion really lie? What is the, the through line for you?
0: Yes, you know, I was... Um, interviewed like I I think it was about 18 years ago um, and somebody asked me that question I wasn't prepared for it and so what popped out of my mouth was the truth which is and I said fomenting people's creativity but I think it that really is it like especially when I'm working with writers but not just writers but like that's who I work mostly with uh, is like helping them like shape their ideas how it becomes could become a book and and el- and elsewhere and especially um, women of a certain age like older women in fact that's why I volunteer with the women's National Book Association is because like I was uh, receiving pitches at Pitch-a-rama, uh in in early years when I was involved and I noticed that you know women in their 70s 80s you even had people in their 90s like had their, their they, they they, you know, worked for years, they raised their family, they finally had time for themselves, finally, at like 70, 80, 90. <laughs> um, and they were ready to like, you know, publish their their dream novel, their dream book, like their, you know, their their memoir. And and I wanted them to succeed. And so I was like helping them shape it into into a book that they could take to market and maybe get, you know, an agent and get a book deal. And so I think that, you know, it really is like fomenting creativity, but especially if I can help women and and older women, um, it just is so gratifying. And honestly, like, you know, the older the woman, the more wisdom, the more she has to say. It, it's so important to to get
1: to give people voice. But to like liter- you are literally helping people. Get their voices out there, mm-hmm. which is wonderful. And so, Carol, what about you? Where does your passion? Uh, we know you love sailing, and you're probably going to say that, but I will let you answer.
3: <laughs> well, it's 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 a uh, been an interesting journey. So, what I am listening to all these one, wonderful stories from everybody. You're right; there is a theme that I never really paid attention to, but advocacy is a big one of them. And so, part of what the way I'm wired is to connect people. I've always been that way. When I, you know, when I, when I'm in a group, I see someone quiet in the corner. Uh, I don't want to draw attention to them, but I want them to feel included. Uh, You know, when I talk to someone, I want to find out just like what you're asking us, like, what is, you know, what's your passion? And, and, uh, you know, what are you excited about? And, and, uh, oh, and you know what, I know so-and-so maybe they can help you. So that just fuels me, but I, I I just I'm just wired that way, and it always has so much gifts for everybody involved, you know, both ways. And um, so it it brought me exactly to where I'm at with this new venture, which is the sailing too. And I I've always been an ocean girl. I grew up on the water, daughter of a fisherman, worked at a lobster dock. I was in the Coast Guard, and uh, loved the water, but never sailed. Just (laughs) didn't have an opportunity until the pandemic hit. And I and when we first went into lockdown, I met someone who has a boat. We're on a, our apartment's on a marina and I'm walking around and, and this amazing opportunity came up to learn to sail. So that was only three and a half years ago. And these three and a half years have been full of amazing opportunities all because of that. I realize that act of the, the, the giving and the community aspect. So um, for me right now, everything that I encountered I never set out to do this sailing venture of creating these amazing experiences for people to bring them together. People started asking me. It was the I've never had that in my life where I was just, they were stop me and say, Could you take our group out? Could you do this? And I thought, well, how do I create a business around this? Because you're te- you're at your you're basically saying, Could you do what you love more and we'll pay you for it? And I thought, this is, is this is too good to be true. <laughs> And Mm -hmm. and and I get to help people, you know, not only step out of their comfort zone, but be in nature at the same time and find that inner strength that's in them. And so they inspire themselves, and they inspire everybody else on the boat. And I could not have written this as okay, you know, twenty twenty three. This is way my life never saw it coming. And but when I look back, just like you know, Harry, Sharon, and Brenda uh, about their journeys, you could see all the steps. Like everything was happening for a reason to lead you to where <laughs> we are right now.
1: Well, and, and so we, we've we already, well, we know that you've all read your goal guide friend up more times than others, you know, being my <laughs> publisher. Um, but the first step in D is determine your mission. And the things that you are doing are all in, in parallel with who you are, what you're passionate about, what you're bringing onto the world. So that's why it's such a, the strong first step, because what you're doing will, it'll find a way when you gift yourself that time to figure out what it is that you love, or perhaps it's just always been within you. You just need to coax it out a little bit more. Uh, So what is giving? We're all in this giving space. As I said before, it's the giving time of year, but shouldn't that be always? Wouldn't that make the world better? (coughs) So Carol, how do you define giving and you should have known this question was coming yeah that's all it, <laughs> hey it's a pop <clears> quiz <throat> you know what 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 i hesitate is just because
3: there's there's so many canned answers out there that people are used to and i think uh that when i when i sit back and i think about giving it's about what um What makes my heart grow? And, uh, you know, that's because honestly, if I'm it could be something right. It's it's simple, like when you like, Brenda, with the the random acts of kindness, right? Whether you just give give someone a smile who looks like they're having a down day. You know, I think a lot of people think that they associate, you know, giving with monetary. And I um, that's the big thing I want to say. You know, there's so I think so much more, so much more and valuable stuff that you can do. Um, So to me, it's like, if it makes your heart grow, it's going to make someone else's heart grow.
1: I love that. You you know, and and I shouldn't say this, but I once did for one of these shows, um, I had a guest who kept saying monetary, monetary. And I was like crawling out of my skin (laughs) because it is so much more. What is your gift and what can you bring out into the world? But, um, if it's going to make your heart grow, imagine what it's going to do for the person you are giving to.
2: So do you have a definition, Harry? I'm a connector and meeting people and and giving of yourself and getting that from them, you know, that piece of connection is so, I think, important for all of us to grow and build community and I just think it's so awesome when we can build bridges for people and we can help people see themselves and their potential. And it sounds like you're doing that, you know, everybody's doing that. I know Deb does that because Mm -hmm. Deb's one of those people that meet, you know, we've had lunch together and we've been like, just, you know, shining the light on each other. Like you can do this or, or this is your, your greatest moment or, or you're so good at this, you know? And, I was thinking that when you started talking, Carol, I was like, you have the greatest voice. You should be doing stuff with your voice. Your voice is like so phenomenal. And I have this other friend that I talked to that does Foley, that Ellen, and I was just talking to her on the phone and I, and I said, wow. You know, she was like, what do I want to do next? So I think mm-hmm. that so, so much of giving is just reflecting and being there and being positive and letting people know what they can do and what they're good at and not focusing on the critical things of, well, you know, if you had only gone to that school or if you had <laughs> taken that money or, if, uh, you, you know, all, all of that just doesn't really, it's not really coming from your heart. And <clears throat> I tell kids, I get a lot of kids that are new, like I'm in the film business. I get a lot of kids that are in the film business, and a lot of them come right out of school and they want that first job. And I keep talking to them about, well, if you got that first job as a PA or something and you're getting paid $50 for the day, what is that? You know, you have to kind of look beyond just being paid because because giving your time, being a part of a team building a relationship with someone and showing them who you are and really kind of, you know, doing it almost like an internship or like a mentorship or like a residency. You know, we don't just get out of school and know what we're supposed to do. We have to kind of interact with our community. And so I keep, I just picked it out. Yeah, (laughs) I, I keep talking about finding your value but valuing everyone around you. So I think that valuing everyone around you in the moment is such a big part of it. I wish someone had told me that when, when I was going through school because I would notice things, but I didn't know that was a thing and that that was life. I was just, oh, okay, I noticed that. And okay, you know, but to really give that person the smile, it doesn't cost anything to just let people know that they are getting
1: value. Absolutely. They're
2: succeeding.
1: succeeding. What's, what's so hard about that? Well, you know, the subtitle of the dev show, which is the podcast version is conversations of motivation, which is, you know, isn't that what you just say, giving in everyday life is being of inspiration and motivation to others. And if you're going Mm -hmm. and you're putting in that time and that energy, you may as well be doing something you love because you're going to be that much better at it when you've got that extra, you know, After thing think, to it.
2: I think absolutely. And I think there's so, like, you just kind of have to go outside your, your comfort zone and outside your box and make those, make those connections, you know, connect the dots. You know, if you're not connecting with people and going, hey, I really, you know, I like your, clothes or you know you know however you're just not making that small talk you can really basically say I really like the way you did that or I really like the way you you think or just let them know that they're on the right path. Then there's so
1: much there's so much to be said for encouragement and, and little words making a big difference which is a great uh transition to Brenda what do you think <laughs> what does your definition of giving
0: Well, for me, it's a combination of awareness and emotional intelligence because giving is fantastic, any kind of giving. But if you are perceptive and paying attention, which has been touched on in the last couple of moments, uh, with your emotional intelligence, sort of sensing what does that person really need? And then you can give it, like then that's the, the highest form, I think, of giving. And sometimes it might just be, you know, an uplifting uh, smile. It might be like holding the door open when an older lady is struggling with her packages, like to get through the door. It, it might be like you know, paying attention to your 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 favorite barista at your uh, where you get your lattes, and maybe you can tell that that person is usually very happy. Seems pretty brokenhearted, and just like checking in and saying like, "Hey." If you ever want to talk, like I'm here and I'll buy you the coffee. So, you know, just there's there's so many little things and large, but I think if you if you apply your emotional intelligence to giving, then like that that's just gonna that's just going to like set it, set it into the stratosphere. I well, I talk to everybody. I, I'm pretty sure
1: everybody in this conversation is that type of person. Um, and I, I love the the added layer of it. it's not just awareness, but it's tuning in to the needs of the people in your
0: circle, around you, wherever. Um, yeah, and think and s- about the times in our lives when somebody's done that for us, you know, we we've experienced it, so like taking it full circle is is good. Um. yeah so um, but definitely um, I I wrote another book I think it was like seven years ago called be a good in the world and it has like 365 days of like acts of goodness and kindness and there's so many like little tiny things and then also like things that take some time you know like going and volunteering to like read aloud to veterans, like elder veterans that are in like eld- elder homes and things like that. That's super meaningful. That is just like, like, I, I've done that because my dad was a Marine. He's no longer with us, but like, I mm-hmm. know that like, you know, veterans, like they, they gave, in many cases, they gave the ultimate like for their country and and like you know, like so. Let us let's remember to give back to those who gave so so much to us. Mm. Yes,
2: <laughs> I just yes. I, 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 I bought that book, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> and and I was one of those people that would read. Like they also have calendars and things, and you literally like would read it, and it was it was like before gratitude was kind of a thing you know in a sense like you weren't really thinking about the gratitude every day or doing the meditation back then it was it was a little book like that that you might give somebody on valentine's day you know mm-hmm. and so i think that's so fabulous and i do think that's where you know it kind of grew there that was kind of like the seed of we could do this every day and then somebody went why don't we you know why don't we just do that why do not we just why aren't we in gratitude why do we have you know like what do we have to let's just do it yeah. I, I remember, you
1: know, there wasn't a, gratitude wasn't. It feels like gratitude was always a thing, but I guess it wasn't
2: right. Wasn't that commercial. It was, it was yes. more, I think, religious, you know, it wasn't really as widespread, you know, Oprah
0: I, Oprah took it mainstream because like uh, we had at Canary random acts of kindness people. We published a book that was my idea called attitudes of gratitude and right. she featured it on, like, the cover of the first Oprah magazine. I remember, mm-hmm. like, practically, like, fainting, you know. <laughs> the, the, the um, but I think that, I mean, Oprah's a very, Oprah's a awesome. <laughs> too. And she's such, wow. a, awesome.
2: yeah, yeah, right? she's such that, a brilliant
0: that's, person. That's, and she, she makes- helped She helps make gratitude mainstream.
2: So, thank you, Oprah. Yeah, that's what we need. We need these leaders that are out there that are that are just they take the idea and they go, hey, watch this, you know. And now, but
1: but Harry, tell me, uh, how are you guys not all? uh, How are we not all Oprah in our own way, right? Mm -hmm. We've got so Lori. I think it's Callisted. Commented. Um, giving is leveraging your talent and resources to invest in someone else's success without expecting anything in mm. return. I love that definition. And I think it applies to everybody <clears throat> in this conversation. So let Hi, Lori. Yeah, I <laughs> love that selflessness. Yes, yes.
2: You know, and,
1: and I also want to give a shout out to Jenny. I don't know if I pronounced her name. I've known Jenny for over a decade. But but a-, but a hairy Jenny says hi, and she connected Woo! with you. So another great example of connecting through this conversation.
2: But she is. Uh, a- someone that stands for women she stands for you know changing education she's been an advocate in so many different lanes and she's someone that actually has been there for organizations and and just moms women so i mean we need those kinds of they're just like strong there for you people and and she's one of them so thank you that's so awesome
1: so I and I I hate to go on the negative but I'm not going to. What I want is a solution. Um and Brenda we're going to start with you on this one. What stops people from giving and how can we kind of flip that so they can have this renewed sense
0: of giving spirit? I know I'm trying to think because most of the people I know are are givers. But I think that um, sometimes people don't want it to be perfunctory or, or maybe they're afraid of like, Oh, if I give this little thing, then this person is going to come back and ask for X and Y. So I guess that would sort of be like fear and maybe a little bit of the um, deprivation mindset or whatever, Oprah would call it something better. I'm sure. (laughs) But, um, But I think that like, I think that, like, if you can get people to, like, just tap into their heart and their personal inspiration, they'll let go of that. So I think I would just encourage people to be free. Just be free. Don't worry. Like, be in the moment. That's come up a few times today. Mm -hmm. If you're in the moment, you're not going to be worried about what's going to happen, like, tomorrow or, you know, be worried about being asked for too much. Just be be in the moment and, and be be true to yourself. I love that. And a great answer okay. for a silly
1: but not really silly question. Um so Carol, what yeah. is your solution um, um, to being better at giving?
3: Well, before I dive into that, don't let me forget that I did want to just say uh thank you to Brenda. For, well, first of all, thank you, Harry, for that comment on my voice. That was so nice. I, I went on our radio show last year for the first time and had a blast. And uh, never knew, you know, that it might be something. So, thank you. And Brenda, I wanted to say thank you for the veterans' um, reading that you mentioned because uh, when I I remember when I was young and in the service, I was uh, i raised in New York and I was stationed in Virginia, and uh, and I wasn't going home for Thanksgiving and, you know, we, we had, we had duty and that kind of stuff, but in the local town, people open their homes to us service people. So I went with like three other, I think it was like, I was in the coast guard, but we were on a Navy base. So I went with like three other guys from the Navy and we dressed up in our, you know, in our, in our uniforms. And, we went to a stranger's house and we had Thanksgiving with them and their family. And I never forgot that. And I never stayed in touch cause I'm a kid. Like, you know, you saying Harry, I didn't think about it at the time, but <laughs> I never forgot it. And it meant a lot to me. And to the point too, is I, I feel like so many veterans that are older, you know, they may not have family. They've been through some hard times, a lot of times dealing with PTSD or whatever, and they wind up alone and loneliness is so,
2: mm-hmm. so
3: that is so deadly. And so um, uh, my husband and I, he was also in the service. Uh, we have actually gone t- during Thanksgiving to, they have some veteran, h- this is uh, in Orange County, uh, Deb. Um, there was an organization that you that would say, hey, we're, we're serving meals. We have these homes that mm. are housing vet- some <coughs> veterans and just to hang out with them and talk with them and you know, share their meals. And it's, uh, that's what the giving part is. And it, it just, uh, it touched my heart when you, when you mentioned that, I just wanted to share that. Sorry. <laughs> a little digression.
1: <laughs> First of all, it's a conversation. There are no okay. apologies <laughs> on this conversation, but I will tell you before I let you you answer this. So my other yeah. podcast is taste buds with Deb, which is the intersection oh. of food cooking and community. And I just did an interview um, that'll go up in the next couple weeks about just the power and preparing meals for other people the other people benefit, but you feel good about doing anything good, which also ties very much into giving.
3: And I so believe they- deeply about the sharing a meal, <coughs> um, mm-hmm. no matter what it is, and that's into community. And I built that into—I won't go into it now—but that's part of this. The sailing experience is much more than that. There's a community, and there's a, there's a shared experience around food, also as part of that. But to answer your question. <laughs>
1: About I am so glad that you remembered, but Timmy. I didn't
3: forget. I, I literally wrote it down so I wouldn't forget because I knew I'd digress. <laughs> but I, I I honestly think that the, the biggest um, barrier sometimes might be the overthinking. Like I have to be so clever to give or I have to give so much money or or what what difference am I going to make? You know, it has to be perfect or something special. And then it becomes overwhelming and you. And and uh, perfectionism may take over or you just, the expectations may be way over the top where you don't realize it, it has to, It none of that matters. None of that. And just like Brenda said, just be free and know that there is no wrong. Like there is no wrong.
1: Well, it really lets a lot of pressure off of you. <clears throat> you know, if you think about it, just doing a small thing, is better than, well, it's the same thing with goals, right? You do a little at a time, it makes a big difference. Same thing with giving. Right. Giving in little bits adds up and it is so
2: meaningful to the people who receive it.
1: Yeah. So Harry?
2: I think you're what, right. You know, I'm thinking about what you're saying and I do think it has a lot of connection. There's a lot of connections with the goals. It's really interesting because I went to immediately why people might not give is because they don't think they have enough time. You know, and, and that's what stops a lot of your things that you want to do that are that are your priorities, even, you know, oh, I don't have enough time, if only I had enough time. So I do think there's, there's that element of I don't have enough time to give. Mm. And that piece of it has to look a certain way, you know, it has mm. to be only cash, or it has to be a certain amount, if I gave this, you know, so it's how it looks, you know, the package that you're giving is maybe in how much time it takes, and I end Um, fear. Maybe people do have a fear of of giving, you know, maybe they're coming from um, a place of scarcity, and they don't feel like they have enough money or enough time or enough anything. So just like a lot of other stuff, it has to be a mindset It has to be a shift where you're really feeling. You've got the time, you've got the money, you've got what you need. And you can create that integration or that giving in your life. So I I kind of like it when you get creative. It doesn't have to be a one size fits all kind of giving. It can be anything. It can be a smile. It can be a bunch of money. If somebody gives you a bunch of money and you want to make a donation instead of using it, it can be anything that you want. So get creative about your giving. Don't be fearful about it. And then there's also, um, there's the uh, giving back giving, you know, giving back giving, like in your mind, like, you know, I, I got so much from this organization or I, I want to give back. And then there's the pay it forward, pay it forward giving. So it's really interesting, like what your motivation is maybe that makes you decide, yes, this is where I'm going to give. And this is why I'm going to give. So it's, it's kind of the philosophy is interesting. And um, the, the random act of acts of kindness. um, I love, I just love that. That's always like whenever it pops up, it's always like a bonus giving. I I was recently um, in a book called the Rings of Kindness that um, Matthew J. Goldberg put out. And it was, it was the most kind thing that anybody could ever do. He took a lot of writers, put them together. And we, we published this book with short stories and just being on that journey with those other writers and, you know, reading, we did a book, signing at um, Romans a couple months ago. coming together and um, sharing that experience and wrapping our heads around giving and kindness and how it affected our lives was just, it was so cool because it took on a whole nother element instead of just like doing something for someone.
1: Yeah. And Matt was on, um, gosh, it was a while ago. <laughs> Well, I can cheat. Matt was on in the spring when the book came out and uh, we have this wonderful conversation on kindness. So. And he's such go. a
2: cool, he's such a cool guy. And it was so cool that you brought him on and you talked about that. because, Well, cause,
1: it's, it's talking about it was, the connections and the connectors, you know, so and cool. he was on with um, Elisa Marie Collins, who's president of WNBA San Francisco and another mango. So You know, bringing it when I was talking about this panel with Brenda, she was mentioning, you know, mango authors that could be on it. And I'm like, no, you can't know the people. We've got to bring people together who do not know each other. yet. Yes. No cheating in Gold Chat Live. No, it's uh, this is part of what I love about the conversation is because we get to know you all get to know each other each other's audience and bringing that spirit. Uh, And it feels like a a silly question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, Brenda,
0: what is your favorite
1: random act of kindness?
0: (sighs) Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I, I wrote, I know immediately because I wrote about it. Um, And, um, so I was going. I lived was living in San Francisco in the Lower Haight in this cute little cottage that everyone loved because it had like a hot tub. And then <laughs> my girlfriends and I were going to have like tea um, and like so I had gotten like fancy napkins and like little plates and all this and that. And then I went to Pete's Coffee and bought like the fanciest cookies and teas and things like that. And so I had. Uh, and I was I was hosting at my house, um, the one with the hot tub. And um, <laughs> so <laughs> I had to drive from Berkeley, where Canari Random Acts of Kind of Central was, across the Bay Bridge to San Francisco. And the traffic was really bad. And I was really worried that my friends were going to be standing outside my house, like, you know, impatiently thinking, oh, she's late and blah blah and uh, so I was really like getting like all like cooped out um, in my mind and I was just trying to think like okay you need to drive safely <clears throat> up there. so I finally got off the Bay Bridge and and uh, was getting onto the streets of San Francisco and I was behind this big bus and it was lumberingly lumbering along at like four miles an hour or something and so I was still freaking out I was uh, stuck and I looked to the left um, and there was this young woman and her son. And, um, and I thought, Oh, something's going on there. And then I smiled at her and she smiled back and I could mm-hmm. see that like, she was missing a tooth. And then I <laughs> saw that she had a black eye and I thought, I just thought, Oh, she's getting away from like an abusive home with her son. She's like, you know, um, taking her kid and like hitting the road to like protect herself and, and her son. And I took, uh, I, I only had, I was, my purse was all messy and I was trying to find money to give her. And I only had mm. uh, a one $5 bill, which was kind of wadded up. And I gave that to her and then I grabbed all of the cookies and everything and I gave it to them too. <laughs> and then, uh, cause I just had to help however I could and then I was driving away and I looked in the rear view mirror and I could see that like she was feeding one of the really beautiful black and white cookies. You know, there's like art. They're so beautiful. And she was feeding one to her son and like he was dancing around and like, I could see that like her face relaxed. I could see that she was really pretty and I thought, Oh good. They're having a few moments of happiness. Um, and then like I finally got to my house and all I had was like, microwave popcorn (laughs) and my friends understood and my favorite part of that is that like there were like napkins that like said like you're fabulous and stuff like that they were like and and so Mm. I thought I'm so glad that she's being reminded that she's fabulous while she and her son enjoy those cookies that is that I I read that um, it, it's a it's in like my most recent random act kindness book and I call it how how a plate of cookies can change a life. Oh, the, I,
2: I, story, great story. I,
0: I love when food food always
1: enters these episodes. <laughs> I love it when it enters more than once. But such a beautiful gift, not just the cookies, but the <coughs> someone cares about you. Yes that that being the gift uh beautiful so uh, harry
2: my favorite kind of acts of kindness is when i meet somebody and i see something in them that they can do and i am able to make that happen i am able to bridge that um or i get i get a lot of people contacting me now um Maybe because I'm older, and they have, you know, people that I know have kids, and they'll they'll kind of call me, my kids make fun of me. They will they call it the "give her a week with them" program. <laughs> yeah. so,
1: so basically, Harry, you so, are a random act of kindness. I'm a random, what you're I'm a random act. Of kindness. Excellent. So, Carol, do you have a favorite random act of kindness?
3: You know, it's it's so funny when everybody's talking right now. What comes to mind, it's like, it's not a big story, but it's, I just realized how quirky I can be. I have this thing. You just,
1: re- wait, you just. I realized just realized it. it.
3: I know. You You're know long me enough. long. You know me long enough. You should have been telling me this, Deb. Uh,
1: <laughs> but I'm just sitting here,
3: let's go. You know, I didn't realize it, but I, when I go to the supermarket, because there's so many cranky people that, and the lines are longer because it's, it's harder to have, you know, uh, that it's a combination stores cut back on, you know, getting cashiers and service workers. And then it's also hard to find service workers. So all of that, the pandemic, right. All of it, it, it's definitely um, notched uh, frustrations up for a lot of people. And so I purposely give myself extra time knowing it could be a while to park. It could be a while, whatever. It's not, the the days are gone where you're going to rush in and rush out. And I frequently will like see people that are, uh, really upset or you can tell they have to, they have some urgent place to go to or something. And I will just be like, go ahead. Go, go in front in of me, me <laughs> go in front of me. And they're like, what, what? And, and I did that like Thanksgiving shopping the th- Sunday before Thanksgiving. <laughs> I had a, I had tons. I had not gone shopping in a while. So I had a cartload and I, I was there for two hours because I just realized I kept, Oh, cause I'm like, that's going to take a while. Go ahead. you got five items. Go ahead. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and and I, you know, I, I don't consciously mean to do this, but I realized I was doing that. And then my husband's like, uh, you're
1: still in checkout? What's going on? <laughs> it, it's a wonderful example of how such a little thing can make a huge
2: difference in someone else's life. So I think you should start that. You should just coin that. You should just have people, do, you should do it at least once, once a week. <laughs> right just let people go ahead of you <laughs> and it's like i think i think
3: there's less uh fights in the parking lot i'm just saying no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this has been such a wonderful conversation i what i want to do is give our audience some some goals so what is a good easy in you can you've already said the grocery store thing so we're going to have to have something else but what is a <laughs> Easy thing someone can do to amp up their giving spirit. So Carol, what gift, what giving goal? Let's tongue twister and see if I can. uh, (laughs) What giving goal would you like to gift? I I did it. Yay me! You did
3: it. (laughs) I'm not going to try. I'm just going (laughs) to go with what you said. But, you know, honestly, something super easy that I've been on the bandwagon about this lately. It just, I, I experienced it and uh really really like it it's so simple when you are meeting even if it's a friend or a stranger or you're networking if instead of saying anything like you know hi i'm carol i'm the founder of true and culture or whatever, no it's hi i'm carol what what excites you what what's exciting in your life right now what gives you joy like i don't care what profession you are or anything this at this moment i just want to know what's giving you joy in your life right now And that immediately to me just, you know, takes everybody in that present moment and you're talking about something you love. So it's going to be uplifting. It's going to be, you know, in that spirit.
1: That's wonderful. And it's, you're giving the gift of time and attention. So fantastic. So Harry, what goal would you like to gift?
2: I think the goal, I, I think I'm more about that, you know, get creative, be in the moment um, give of yourself. So I think the goal that I would say that it would be great if people can do this or if they want to is offer to be a part of that person's team. whoever you're meeting with in life, wherever, just offer that. You never know who might need a team. And it might even be just a concept of what are you talking about? like, what do you, I don't need a team? You know it might just be a, a thing to get out there, but, I think to combat people trying to do things by themselves, trying to do things alone or trying to do something that someone else doesn't see in them. If you offer to be part of their team, it in any way, it doesn't have to be, you know, typing things out, you know, it can be very simple Just say, I want to be part of your team. I think that's a great goal for us to to strive for in life, because then that's a community builder that's bringing us all together. And you can, you can be part of somebody's team in any, you know, in any number of different ways. But I, I think that's what the goal for me would be, is I want to be part of your team.
1: And in doing so, you are being, you're being their
2: advocate. You're being their advocate. You're seeing them. It might be something as simple as the people that are closest to them. Maybe it's a kid and their parents don't really get that they, they want to follow some dream. And you're just a friend of the family and you just see that in them and you say, I see that. I, I want to be part of your team. I want to be part of your success. I want to be part of your dream. I, I want to be there for you. And so you're just reaching out by giving your acknowledgement, mm-hmm. your valuing, even if it's giving them the value that you, you know, you're there, you're you're seeing them. And I think seeing people is so important so important.
0: Yeah. Okay, Brenda. Okay, I'm gonna go for a twofer, even though I'm barely visible here. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that is going down, I guess. So number one, and this is for all ages, but especially young people, put your put your cell phone down, your smartphone down, and make eye contact and really talk to people. Uh, like a couple of uh, days ago I was out at a restaurant with a friend and we were having a really engaged Conversation and I saw couples that were on dates and they were looking at each other's. They were looking at their phones. I like, broke my heart, and I was like, I wanted to say, like, put down your phone and like, we really talk to him, you know. But, but I didn't. I managed to uh, <laughs> restrain myself. But I'm saying it now. Um, and then the other <laughs> thing is give compliments, catch, catch people doing something right, and acknowledgement because I think that like that's actually what humans love and need so much is acknowledgement. So dish out compliments, compliments, compliments. Like it's easy. It costs you nothing. And it can be, it can be life-changingly uplifting. Wow. I lo- it's the simplest thing. It's like
1: a smile or you look great today or I love your shoes. And I love doing this in an elevator because people do not yeah. expect A compliment they're just waiting to they're like staring forward it's like one of the easiest ways to catch people off guard and make them feel good so i love these these talk about uplifting deb you're uplifting (laughs) oh we're we're just (laughs) running away here I, I really, well, right now I am complimenting myself for bringing the three of you together for this conversation. Um, before we wrap, where can people learn more about you and what you do? Carol? Oh, um,
3: you can find me. I'm having such a good time. I guess I'll. Get, <laughs> you can find me at truewindculture.com. And I'm, all, I'm always on LinkedIn, so feel free to always reach out there, connect with me. We're all connectors, so please, yeah, let's, let's connect and let me know how I can help you and, uh, or come sailing with me
2: and connect with others.
1: Fantastic. And Harry, where can people learn more about you?
2: Um, I think LinkedIn also. Harry James O'Kelly, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm doing a lot with Happy H-A-A-P-E. I also do a lot with S-E-N-G sang. you know, I'm at a point in my life, thank goodness, where I'm giving back more than I'm than I'm doing anything else. And I love it. Um, And I think that's probably the best place to find me. You can go to theokellylab.org. But uh, I don't think we actually connect that way. It's probably just LinkedIn.
1: Okay. Well, when I do the recaps, which is the devmethod.com slash blog, I will put in your websites, but I will also put in everybody's LinkedIn. So send a note and connect with one or all of us if we are not already
0: connected. Brenda,
1: where's the best place for people to connect with you? Well,
0: you can find my book and then also many books I've published on Mango BZ, Mango.bz. But I blog on acts of kindness and goodness on the daily inspo. So please follow me check out my blogs.
1: Oh, wonderful. Mm-hmm. I will put that in as well. I didn't even have that link, but I do now. And again, <laughs> you can find me at the dev method everywhere. And if you go to the dev slash blog, you will get the recap to this in my previous episodes. And if you need a little goal inspiration, you can grab a copy of your goal guide uh, wherever you love to buy books. So there you go. Oh, what a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much, Carol Hink, Harry James O'Kelly, and Brenda Knight. Um, what final inspirational words do you want to leave everybody with? Hey, Harry, final I
2: think, thought? I think just give, give of yourself. You know, it's the season... And the more you can give and the more you can acknowledge people like what Brenda said, I think that's what it's all about. We're, we're in such a a scary time where there's so much fear and we really need to be about abundance, not in scarcity right now. And so if you can be that shining light, if you can be that person that is just positive when somebody else may just need a little bit of hope, I think that's going to go a long way. And, that's what we want to be for everyone, anyway. We want to see their their beauty and their kindness, and and just give it back, you know. Love it. Mm.
1: And Brenda, what final thought do you have?
0: Um, I if there are uh, children in your lives or relatives, like encourage them to read and buy them books that will be really engaging because reading is so good for the human brain, especially those developing kid brains so if you buy encourage kids to read and buy them books and read with them you're helping make the better future because children are our future Mm. love that really
1: really good and it's like a bonus goal buy Mm. books for kids and read with them (laughs) fantastic and carol final final thought to you
3: uh you know if uh this is a call out for for everyone listening if you know a veteran that has gone through trauma or is going through trauma rather um and they would like to have an experience where they get to experience sailing Mm -hmm. and be on the water and be in nature and be with fellow comrades um to reach out to me um because i i Somehow we're in a giving show and I neglected to mention this earlier, but uh, when I set up the business, I was thinking, okay, uh, you know, I want a give back program. What is it going to be? Where I take <clears> 10% <throat> and I put it towards something and it was a no brainer right away. That's what I wanted to do. So I, I have a sale it forward program where 10% of my sales go to um, this program. Sailing.
1: Sales go to sailing.
2: sailing. <laughs> uh- <laughs>
1: We're so bad. And
3: uh, and then I'll be able to take out, uh, you know, a, a boat just with veterans. And so they can have that deep connections. And so and can um, people donate to you also. Can people donate? I'm th- you know, that's a good question. And maybe you, maybe our community can help us with this because I'm not a nonprofit. I am an LLC, but I would love to be able to do that where the money just goes to that Sail It Forward fund. And uh, so I don't have to wait to have all these other experiences in order to be able to do that. I would love to take out veterans sooner.
2: And uh, well, I'm to, like I'm an LLC too with the O'Kelly Lab, and we just work with with uh, nonprofit partners.
1: I, I think Carol now has homework slash another goal on this <laughs> project from the conversation today. <laughs> Thank you all again, Carol Hink, Harry James O'Kelly, and Brenda Knight for sharing your love of giving and seeing and being. And thank you all for tuning in. Again, I'm Deborah Eckling, goal strategist, workshop leader, and lover of all things goals. Um, If we are not connected, please reach out to me. And again, I am live every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific. Or if you prefer to listen to your inspiration, I am the Dev Show on the Marketing Podcast Network. Uh, Thank you for choosing yourself, but for choosing others and giving today. Go on out there, go for it, because we know you can do it. Thanks for listening to The Dev Show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Need more inspiration and motivation? Connect with me on LinkedIn, follow at The Dev Method on social media, and check out thedevmethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it.